I know just what to do with you. Gryffindor! Hi, and welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. I'm Jenny. I'm Marianne. And I'm Elizabeth. And today we've got a special, special guest for you. He's from our favorite podcast called Florida Men on Florida Man. Wonderful. Wayne. Thank you for having me. You guys are amazing. We're so happy you're here. Jenny and I are loyal listeners. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, Wayne is not my favorite, but, you know, we did what we could. Listen, I'm used to being the third pick, um, but I, uh, I, I wear it with pride now. So you're going to get what you're going to get. My favorite, actually, I think it'll surprise you. It's Greg. Yep. Yes. You think so? Greg yeah. is my favorite one by far. My bro- It's actually my brother's favorite, too. Right, let me tell you about Greg. Uh, good guy. I like him a lot. Um, not the best looking. Uh, that belongs to Cameron. Cameron's gorgeous. Um, Baby face Cameron. Baby face Cameron's gorgeous. Uh, Greg is just a real jerk. Uh, so it's fancy that you like him, Jenny. That's odd that you would say yeah. that. Yeah, I Never. think it's like opposites attract. I'm just so sweet, you know? Never <laughs> never meet your heroes. I'm going to let them know. I'm going to let them know what you said. Thank you. Text them now. Shoot it over. I will. Let's make something happen. <laughs> All right. So I figured that we could start. We could just give a little background. We usually do this when we have guests. Okay. Congratulations. You're our third one. That's right. I'm used uh, to being third. Yeah. There oh. you go. I, that's extremely appropriate. <laughs> so, all right. So I'm pretty upset about this, but tell everybody what house you're in. Um, Gryffindor is, uh, but listen, listen, uh, before, woo. thank you. Thank you guys for saying woo, because I, I, <laughs> I, I said it to Jenny the other day. She asked me, she goes, what house are you in? She says to me, and I go, I'm in, uh, Gryffindor. And she got, she got like miffed. She yeah, was like yes, upset yeah, with me. I was miffed. I was miffed. I'm like, as if you could choose. You don't choose. You just, you're born, you know? I think then, your exact words to me were, so now we're going to mistreat me because of the way I was born. That's what I, I think, said. I think that's what you said to me. That's what I um, said. I was, I was miffed. I'm not going to lie to you because I feel like, you know, I'm surrounded by it here in my normal life. And now we've got you coming in. I thought maybe he'll spice it up. Maybe he'll bring some flavor. And then you didn't, you didn't deliver. Okay. So <laughs> if you were to guess um what would you think my house would have been if i had to get just based on like what i know about you i would honestly i would have said hufflepuff because you are i think you're like the kindest most genuine person honestly that i've met in like recent times you know i feel like marianne and elizabeth are kind of genuine but you know what i'm saying let me tell you about hufflepuff i think um i think they're good people yeah but i i don't think they have a a drive to survive you know what i mean (laughs) oh i feel like that was like that was like strong language. I feel like no, but it, don't 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 That's don't really be offended great. by that. Don't be offended by that. I just I just think that um, from what I've seen of them, they they tend to uh, not do well when when stuff hits the fan. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as you know, uh, my... we are not a threat. <laughs> Marianne is quoting a musical that you should watch. It's called Pops. not a musical. It's a play. But What's it called? Sorry. It is a play. I'm very sorry. I'm not. Uh, I'm not educated it's a in play those. Play called Puffs. Yeah, we, cool. we tend to quote it a lot, but it's a yeah. play about Hufflepuffs. It's very. I think you would like it. I think the humor you would like it. I think. Yeah, that's the I dig like it. it. Yeah, and that was it. an exact line. Like you hit it right on the nose when it comes to Hufflepuffs. Like they're yeah. just like. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. No, I listen, I, I honor um, recommendations. So send it over. I'll watch there it. You that's, uh, there you go. Yeah. That's cool. it's on, you can get it on Amazon. You can rent it or buy it. Broadway HD. Are you guys Broadway. sponsored? Are you guys selling it? <laughs> Honestly, dream no. of ours. No. Dream, but never. <laughs> I love right. it. It's so tell funny. Me, tell me what your favorite book is in the series. 
Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, so it would definitely be um, The Half-Blood, or The Order of the Phoenix is my favorite book. Um, and I think the reason why is just because I'm a huge, like, coming-of-age fan. Uh, those, those were the stories yeah. that I read growing up. And so even as a grown man, like, I love a good old Yeller story. Not comparing the two. I'm just <laughs> saying um, books that make me feel emotional. Yeah. Um, and I think because of everything, it was, you know, serious, rest in peace. Um, right. uh, I think that's the moment that Harry was like, you know, he became a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I related to that like heavily. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I cried. And that's okay. You know, yeah. um, I, I cried a lot in that book. So um, that's why it's my favorite. That's wow. awesome. You shouldn't see my books. They're sprinkled with tears. They're stained over there. They're sprinkled with tears. Yeah. I feel like that's a good like metaphor for my life. Just like sprinkled with tears. That's like an emo band. Yeah, it is. Oh God, if we tears. started an emo band, that would one hundred percent be our name. I, I love, love it. it. No one take it. All right. Wow. Tell me tell me I know what your favorite movie is because I'm looking at the answer, but tell me what your favorite movie is. It's uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. We love that movie. It's our favorite movie. Yes. It's, it's well done. It is collective well favorite movie for the most part. Yes, the Alfonso aesthetic. It's just we have we have a lot in common. It seems like. Yeah. <laughs> what are you What are you three doing after the episode? <laughs> We're hanging out with you. <laughs> now, I'm not gonna lie to you. Remember when I got miffed that you were a Gryffindor? Yeah, you did. I'm gonna get miffed again, and I'm gonna get miffed even bigger. Tell me, tell me who your favorite character is, Wayne. Uh... And you better give me a good ass reason why. <laughs> Severus Snape is my favorite character. Oh, God. <laughs> Yesterday, um, Elizabeth had to stop me from attacking Marianne because she defended him in an instance we recorded I last night. I said nothing. I was <laughs> devil's advocate for Dumbledore, and I, we went into a tangent, and I was like, this is not the Snape episode. We are not I get very, I get very carried away, but, you know, I just want to hear – I just want to hear why he's your favorite. I don't think necessarily um, that a character's motives – uh, should weigh in when you're making that kind of decision. I, I, I think for me, it's the depth of the character um, in the sense that I felt like Snape, the entirety of the series, played one role. Uh, it was dubious. Um, but I think ultimately, uh, when his true colors were shown, um, it all came back down to love, which, in my opinion, not to get, you know, mm. gushy, but I think that the entire story, for the most part, um, is a picture of love. And yeah, that's important. And so Snape, I think, was just a different example of that, um, you know, because of his feelings for Harry's mom. But um, yeah, I don't know. It stuck with me. And I, and I think, too, it had a lot to do with um, the guy. I'm, I feel really disrespectful, but the, the guy that played him in the films. Um, Alan Rickman. Yeah, Rickman. Um, probably sealed it for me. Um, I couldn't unsee him um, yeah. as I was reading the novels. So, um, but yeah, I know. I, I've, I've just... Uh, I don't want to be like um, cliche and say anyone else, but for sure, Snape was it for me. You know, I feel like interesting. I feel like you used a lot of big words to kind of like dilute what you were saying there. You were trying Thank to you. like trick me, you know, Thank into you. into thinking that maybe you were right, but it didn't work. It didn't work. I'm still miffed, but you know, I respect you a lot and I cherish our friendship. So, out of respect to you, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna explain why I think that you're absolutely 100% wrong in everything that you just said. <laughs> I'm not sure that an opinion. Um, uh, you know, subjective could be incorrect. You know, you know, that's just something that we're gonna have to disagree on, man. You know. Okay, let me ask you something. Um, Tell me. The three of you, because um, yes. I, I, I'm interested to hear, just I guess briefly, like who your favorite characters are. Um, 
and, and, and not I feel like he's going to yell at me because I'm going to be super basic. <laughs> no, no, I won't. Um, I know I won't. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious to see like, because I do consider you three to be like professionals. Oh, thank you. Um, wow. Well, like when you're it comes to your <laughs> No, like if I if if somebody were to uh, approach me on the street and they were like, "Hey, like I have this, you know, question about Harry Potter." I'd be like, "Well, I've got three friends who they know all about it." Uh yeah, so I'd re- I would recommend them to you guys. So I think like for me it's interesting to hear your perspective on who your favorite characters are because I feel like you have knowledge and you have like this like kind of mental meat that I don't have. So mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I honestly I- said that I think the reason why at least Jenny and I are not happy with your choice is because of some knowledge that we have on Snape and some differing of opinions. Right. Yeah. Perspectives. Um, different perspectives. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get into it right now just because it would take up the whole It episode. would take me like eight hours to explain to you why he's a piece of human garbage. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I wonder if I should be held accountable for feeling no. a certain way no, without having. You're, an, you're an innocent. You're an innocent. You, you just you don't can, know. You've been swindled into believing this idea that they've been propping up, you know? Like, you can tune into our Snape episode <laughs> and then you can make your own judgment and your own opinion after yeah. we show the facts. I'm going to I'm gonna text you late tonight when you're up with your insomnia. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to be like, yo, let's you guys have already taken the Snape episode? No, not, we haven't. Not yet. <laughs> You need, oh, okay, now's the, now's the time to plug it if you have, but you haven't taped it yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> we've, been, we've been like semi-plugging it for the past year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. It's going to get there. We'll can, get there I be on, can I be on the bumper for the episode? So whenever like you guys are talking about how trash he is, like you have me being like, you oh, know? he's my favorite. Yeah. And you know then you have like a, a bumper reel of you guys being like, Wayne sucks, okay? Let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you why he's a piece yeah. of crap so I can say Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you something. It's funny that you're saying this right now because we got so heated talking about Severus freaking Snape last night like that we were like, good. we're going to need to have somebody on the show that like actually likes this guy. And then here you come. Now, I don't think that we're going to invite you because I'm just going to eviscerate this man in the yeah. course of like yeah. eight episodes. But I'm already scared being in the room. You should be scared. I'm a I mad girl. Know. I don't. If I'm, can I be frank with you? Um, yes. I don't know that I would be offended by it. I don't. I don't have stake in that man's reputation. I, it's not that I want you to be offended by it. It's not that I think that you would be. It's that I don't want you to see me in that light. You know, I want <laughs> you, to, you see me in a very positive light right now. You know, you think I'm creative. You think I'm nice. You think I'm funny. And I don't want to keep it that way. I don't want you to. I don't want you to see this mean, nasty side to me. You know, that wouldn't cancel out the things that are true. But I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. You should you should see her go on her Snape rage. It's, it's pretty bad. intense. It's pretty what do you guys think about? I don't want to I don't want to uh, break up the order of things. What do you guys think about? Um, have you guys seen that meme? I'm sure you have. Yeah, uh, where um, uh, Dumbledore is yelling at Harry in the film about the uh, Goblet of Fire, and he's like screaming at him. And then they show the book where he's like he calmly asks, like, um, "How do you guys feel about those? Are there major discrepancies in the films that make like difficult for you guys who are experts to even watch them?" Okay, yes. you know. I'm going to, if this was a year and a half ago before this podcast, I would have told you, no, absolutely not. Like, I'm so thankful that we got the movies. I'm so thankful. We, for the most part, kept like the cast the whole way through. And then, and then me and Marianne and Elizabeth started having conversations and they ruined it for me. Sorry. Really? They destroyed. Yeah. Like now I watch when I'm like, oh my God, look at this piece of trash. Like Marianne told me this director didn't even like watch this movie before he directed the next one. It, you know, it's just like now I, I, I hear and I see that. But th- when I watch the movies, I don't care. I'm just like, this is amazing. 
Yeah, I I don't care I, I, at this point because like there's it's gotten to the point that in the Harry Potter universe, like it looks like it's gonna be a book can almost like Game of Thrones, like where it's like book canon and then it's like movie canon. I see what so you're saying. It's either appreciated for what it is, or you're gonna go insane and end up hating it. So I'm just like cruising, you know, for the ride. But I will say for the stuff that I don't appreciate like casting choices, you know, taking lines and replacing them or giving lines to other characters when they shouldn't be given to other characters. That stuff I can I wouldn't say I would forgive, but uh it's easier for me to accept because there's other great moments and I'm going to use an example, like in Prisoner of Azkaban when Hermione punches Draco Malfoy instead of slapping him like they do in the books, and those are the moments that I'm like, well, yes, the punch, I I I, it needs to be the punch for me because after yeah. I saw the punch going back to the slap, I was like, it wasn't strong enough. Like the punch okay. happened. So those moments are much more important to me and I can accept the crappier moments for lack of a better word, if I get to have those moments. So, so the films, the mistakes in the films are acceptable if they enhance the source material. Depends. Yeah. Certain choices. Yes. We pick and choose what we want, man. No, I, I mean I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty straightforward for the most part. I genuinely like the films. There's okay. a whole movie in a moment for Elizabeth, but yes, a whole movie I get really in mad. specific. That's like <laughs> really Wayne. Let me ask you a question. Go, please, Jenny. You've read the books. You've seen the movies. Yeah. What do you think about the cinematic masterpiece that is Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince? I don't. I don't know that I have a, 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 a any more than a neutral opinion of it. Oh, thank you. It is that that is the one movie that I can't stand. Elizabeth really? won't watch it. She won't watch it. What is it about that, that makes you upset, Liz? So this movie is probably the farthest jump from the written canon. Yeah. I got you. And the one that they've taken the most like liberties to change up. And like, I don't care if you change things up from the book, just make them good. They, sure. they were all bad choices and overall yeah. the movie was just a bad choice and it, it hurts me more because half-blood prince is my favorite book because i love the voldemort backstory and for sure tommy trashed it up in the sixth in the sixth movie i literally i love harry potter i have seen every single harry potter movie anywhere from 30 to 100 times except for half-blood prince i have seen it twice when it came out and when I bought the DVD because I spent money on it. That's really? It. I refuse. Now, is it because I, I think there's two interpretations, I think, because you have like, um, you know, examples where uh, things are, um, they operate in the spirit of the text. Um, and then you have the other option of, of operating in the letter of the text, meaning that it's this is what the book says. Therefore, the movie should be this way. Um, and then there are other directors, you know, who have, creative differences and they go no it's this, the spirit of it is the same hence the punch and the slap and so on and so forth um with with movie six is that is it just too far out there for you to go i can't i can't deal with it i can't it it's is far out. honestly it's so far out from even just the general spirit of the book yeah. for me um, okay. so uh what happened with the director i can't remember his name david yates it's david yates what happened with Yates, he took he started directing Order of the Phoenix on. And so when he got to Half Blood Prince, he wanted to dabble and he was like, I'm gonna make it comedic. 
and I'm going to have it centered around the relationships, like be- almost like that coming of age idea, but right. it's like focused on Harry's feelings for Ginny and Ron- right. and Hermione's feelings for Ron, but Ron has feelings for Lavender and like centering it around like those little comedic moments and the relationships and stuff. And that's right. the wrong. I wonder, I, I, I wonder culturally um, if, because I, if, I could be wrong, but when did that come out? Ah, we're gonna have great. to do a live. live I, want, I wonder if that was around the same time that kind of Twilight Fever and those coming of age teen films were coming uh, out. I think it was a little after. It was probably overlapping. Okay, around the same area. Maybe they took some liberties to piggyback on that, thinking yeah. that was what people wanted. I just feel like I enjoy that movie because of all the things that you guys just listed. Like I took all the flaws and I said, you know what, this is what I love. I love romance, um, but I yeah I I think for me like for example. I'm also a huge Tolkien fan. Oh, yes. And I thought that the Hobbit movies, um, they weren't fantastic. But at the same time, I love Tolkien so much. There's an opportunity to be in that mm-hmm. universe for a little yeah. bit. Um, and so I think um, I was able to forgive it. I wasn't a purist in that sense. I was able to enjoy it for what it was. Um, but at the same time, I don't think I'm as passionate about Tolkien as maybe um, you guys are about Harry Potter. And so um, I think you're perfectly right to be upset about that um especially if it wasn't true to form but uh you know i would i wouldn't be angry about it in the same way that i wouldn't you know be angry at somebody for their favorite character being different Mm -hmm. than than what and what they believe it should be (laughs) jenny you're very a hufflepuff you you have a strong hufflepuff (laughs) rising in you i feel like he's really a gryffindor because he's real brave coming at me like that right now (laughs) i'm only brave because we're on on two separate screens if we were in the same all right let's reel it back okay there are other questions i want to ask you tell me who are your favorite characters that you love to hate and why mm. well yeah that that was a, sh- a shallow um answer on my end uh because i think uh, my reasons for not liking them um was solely based on the actors who played them in the film um and it was um uh draco's kind of little sidekicks um Crab Crab and Boyle. Boyle. Mm-hmm. yeah and i and i think um I don't know. I don't, I, they weren't memorable in the text for me. Um, so when I think about them, it was uh, just in the film. And I was just like, they felt unnecessary. And, and then when they were on screen, I was like, ah, I just don't like your, your countenance. I don't like the way you um, make me feel. That's and such so, an way to say I don't like your face. <laughs> no, one, I, no one's asked me that question before. That's a great question, by the way, Jenny. No one's ever asked me that. And so um, I, I had to... It was hard to be like, who do I not like in the series? Um, <laughs> but then I remembered, I remembered that kid's face. I remember that kid's face. Uh, my, just so you know, my answer to that question is always Snape. Love to hate no. him. My favorite pastime. At least, but here's the thing. Your listeners will know that this isn't rehearsed because now we have this arch rivalry Listen, brewing. I yeah. think that... I think that you can accuse us of a lot, but rehearsing is not one of them. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't either. We don't. It, I honestly, I don't think um, it makes things more difficult to rehearse. You just have to be yeah. who you are. I just, I got to give it to you. I don't think that you guys rehearse, but your show is just so professionally done. It's so <laughs> good. And y'all so work sweet. just so Thank well together. There's so much respect there. Thank you for saying that. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. All right. So last question, kind of. Tell me what your Patronus is. Oh, easy. Stag. Um, and that's real. That's my um, 
not 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 that that's real. I'm not gonna boost one out right now. I was gonna say, uh, are you a wizard? You wanna say something? <laughs> yeah. say something cool. Uh, uh, that'd really that'd come in handy for you right now. It maybe would, but no, I uh, my family is Irish and uh, our um our emblem has a stag in the middle of it. That's amazing. And that's so, so cool. uh, it's tattooed on my chest, uh, as well as my heart. And so that was an easy question for me. That was a very honest answer. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. I feel it when you say it. That's really great. Just so for everybody listening, obviously you can't see us, but uh, Wayne is is in a haunted library right now. So I am. That's why I, I say am. that the Patronas could help you out there. You know, there's books behind me as well as possibly there being ghosts behind me. Oh. And the okay. girl said they weren't going to tell me. Actually, no, that's not true. Um, Liz and Marianne said they would tell me. Jenny said uh, you can eat crap, Wayne. That's what I said. <laughs> that's verbatim the quote no. that came out of my mouth. But actually, you've got you've got a good memory. Thank you. Quick, quick. All right. You told me that you read Harry Potter a lot later than uh, than most kids did. You read it when you were older. How old were you? Oh Lord. Um, Just give me a ballpark. Twenty-five. Okay. Wow. Do you think wow. that that do you think that that changed your your viewpoint, your opinion on it? For sure. It felt different. I think so. I think. Um, I, I mean, I can't speak for anybody that grew up with um, the characters, but I, I had some friends who did. Uh, they were 11, you know, when Harry was 11. And uh, at the rate that the books came out, they kind of aged, at, you know, the same, same way. Um, so they related to it in a really personal way. Um, I, I actually um, I had just had my first child, and, and um, so I related to it a bit emotionally. Um, you know, uh, Harry kind of had a, a crap hand dealt to him you know, when he was younger. And, and I think um, it would have been harder for me to kind of view that through um, a sentimental lens had I read it, you know, as a younger person. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading it as an adult, um, the series just felt uh, a bit heavy in a good way for me. Um, and, and not necessarily, because I think JK, like when she was writing, um, it, it's almost she anticipated, maybe I'm giving her too much credit, but it's almost she anticipated um, the, the fans growing up with it because, uh, the literature itself changed a bit. I mean, it became more difficult, and the lexile level increased as the as the books came out. And so, I think that um, also was kind of neat. I, I was able to kind of view that through the lens of an adult um, uh, reading them. But I binged them, uh, Jenny. I, I, I. There was no gap for me when I started reading the first one. Uh, I was on book seven in in a few months. It was it was an addiction. That's great. I like it. I binged like three through seven and then i read one and two separate when i was, I was grounded i read them in my room well i had i where tvs I, were invented i i think part of it for me was i i didn't i harry potter is one of those cultural things where you just know about it even if you mm-hmm. haven't read it or experienced it you just know about it people who aren't fans they know about it um but for me going into the series i wasn't interested um and i and i I didn't know what I thought it was, but in my head, it was kind of like Narnia, maybe a little bit, um, yeah. a little more uh, fantasy. And so mm-hmm. I, I just imagined it being like a medieval setting because I, I don't know what I thought it was, but it was wizards, you know, and that's, that was my key word that I had grabbed onto mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I read it, the book opens up uh, in a modern setting. Um, and I'm like, what? Did I miss something? Did I grab the, you know, the wrong one? Am I reading it out of order? Um, so I think for me, once I was in it, I was in it. Like I, 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 I was engulfed by it because I had no preconceived notions. It, what, what was happening to me was happening to me in real time. 
and I'll never get that moment back, man. That's one of those moments where if people ask me, like, what could you, uh, what's one of those moments where you could like maybe, you know, experience it again for the first time. Um, there's a handful. Yeah. But I think reading Harry Potter for the first time, mm -hmm. I would love to feel that again. That yeah. was a, that was a neat, uh, exploration, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's even the consensus with people like us who have grown up with it. Like, yeah. I just want to go back to pre Elizabeth who was pre Elizabeth, <laughs> yeah. pre -Elizabeth who was discovering this world for the first time. It really right. is. You know, I have to give. So we call uh, J.K. Rowling on this pod now. She who must not be named. Okay. Um, due she's to been. She said some things lately, hasn't she? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So uh, she who must not be named. You know, I have to give her credit where credit is due, and she did create something that is an absolute cultural phenomenon. And I don't think our generation is going to ever forget it, or our kids as well, as we see, like. I started reading my daughter Harry Potter when she was two months old. Like, don't even. On, I'm gonna right. get emotional. I'm gonna cry. Stop it. I love. No, I, I can relate as a parent when my when my daughter started reading Harry Potter. Um, that was big for me, I think, and that was the first moment as a parent where I found myself living vicariously through my child because um, there was a little bit of me wanting to have experienced that when I was younger. Um, so when when she started reading it, I was just, um, you know. I was tickled. Um, she actually did the audio book. Uh, yes. it, it, helped, it helped her fall asleep. So a moment was... after my own heart. <laughs> I, yeah. listen, I listen to the audiobooks every single day. Do you really? Yeah. It, it like legitimately helps my anxiety, so I listen to it every day. That is true. Things that are familiar um, to you um, yeah. will actually ease your anxiety, especially as a creative, Jenny. That's a very that's a true fact. Wayne, Wayne called me a creative the other day. I almost died from the honor, from the absolute honor, because in my mind, when you say creative, I think of Marianne. Like Marianne is the creative. I mean, I've never met anybody more creative than Marianne. Like that's it's wonderful. Insane. So that's you said that's me, and I was like, shut up. <laughs> no, I love that. But there, there is something peaceful. There's something. Um, uh, yeah, it's relaxing, and when whenever you know what's going to happen and you enjoy it, you know that's why a lot of people have the office on in the background, or yeah. you know, or Friends or some other TV show because there's comfort knowing what's going to happen. It helps your anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys feel like that when you read something and you're like, like you read in your mind, you're being quiet or whatever. Doesn't it feel like you're there? Like you feel yeah. like, ah, yes. Like, let me step into my other life right quick. Like, yeah, when mm -hmm. I came, when I moved to Texas and I was like, I don't know anybody here. Like I'm in this apartment by myself. I didn't even have furniture. I was sleeping on an air mattress on the floor. Like mm -hmm. I would listen to Harry Potter and I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm good. Like yeah. everything is fine. Yeah. A thousand percent. Well, and I think uh, again, you know, like we were saying earlier about. Uh, the author, I, I think that uh, sometimes separating the art from the artist is um, a difficult yeah. thing to do, but it's important so that you can appreciate it because it's, it's it's touched a lot of people. And, um, um, you know, I think if, if I personally were to sit down and, um, you know, um, take a good look at people who created things that I really love, I'd, I'd be yeah. upset a lot. And uh, But I but I do think that, um, I you know, I I don't know, with the, the, the world, the setting, of Harry Potter just fascinates me. And I, I, I it, it caused me to develop a lot of obsessions um, that I didn't think I would have. Like for one boarding school, I started oh, getting yeah. like really like envious of my friends. <laughs> who, my, I have friends who grew up in London. Yeah. And, and uh, in the UK and stuff and mm -hmm. they, they boarded, you yeah. know, and I'm like, why didn't my parents send me away? You know what I mean? Like, why can't I have done that? Why didn't uh, I live in a cupboard under the sink? <laughs> my, my friend, uh, Liz, I have a friend called Liz, um, who's uh, from London and she, uh, she said that in their boarding school, they had toast day and you had um, the day that, you, that your job was to make toast 
and there were 45 other girls that lived in the house. So she would wake up at five in the morning and had to make toast for 45 people. That's and amazing. I'm like, she hated it. She spoke ill of it. And I go, yeah. no. That sounds amazing. That's, that's my childhood that I was, that was robbed from me. And you know, like <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted. Uh, you know, but yeah, Harry Potter led to a lot of cultural things that I, that I now envy that, um, you know, I had no place in being before reading the books. Yeah, it's true. That's definitely true. I had like this like weird, um, like entrance into like just the UK world of Harry Potter, just because my mom worked for Lloyd's bank, which is a very large bank in the UK. Right. So she went there often. We went there often. We had people from the UK stay with us all the time. So it was like, it was like I could semi live there when I read Harry Potter. And I was like, I at some point thought I was British. I'm pretty sure when I was seven, I thought I had a British accent. That's cool though. And I spoke that way to people. And And you know, the other kids are like, dang, she's cool as crap, man. Like she's super cool. (laughs) You know that British girl lives? (laughs) And they're like, you mean the one from South Florida, that British girl? Yeah, the South Florida Cuban girl. (laughs) I love that, dude. That's so cool. Marianne, how about you? What was your experience like whenever you were um, diving into Harry Potter for the first time? Um, when you were talking about like uh, being envious and wanting to go back and experience something for the first time, and that would That's be right. like reading Harry Potter, it would definitely, I would 1000% agree. Just because in my experience, um, I don't think I took advantage of the opportunity as much as I would have wanted to now looking back. I read the books because there was this program at our school called like assigned reading or something like that. Right. And I'm a photographic reader in the sense that like, I'm just going to say I'm a lazy reader. So I was like, I'm going to cheat the system and I'm going to read something that I want to read. That's interesting. And because basically you had to like read a book a week or something like that and then take a quiz on it at the end of the week. And so I was like, I'm going to just, read all the Harry Potter books that way and get the A's that I need and that's how it's going to work. And I did that. Like, that's how I read all the books. So I didn't even own any of the books until like later on, like high school and after high school. Right. When you had grown up money. Yeah. I, yeah, basically, I think I just completed the set maybe like less than a year ago. Stop. Completed the set. And I'm here for this revelation. Look at that. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even know that you completed it. The way that Marianne lets the books come to her, though, that's like my favorite thing I've ever heard in my life. That's really cool. How I completed the set is that like they're all very different and they all have their own stories. The first one was like a Christmas gift. I think the second one I bought with like my first check. The third one was the second time I went to um, the UK, like to London, and I went to the uh, studio tour. I bought the third one, Prisoner of Azkaban, is beautiful. The fourth one I bought at Notting Hill. I think it was the third time I went to London. Um, and it was like off a book. It was like a little cart, um, wow. a little like town festival thing. And they were selling book, like used books. And I found the fourth one there. Um, I think the fifth one I found at a Goodwill. The seventh one I also found at a Goodwill. And the sixth one was the last one I bought. And that was um, on a returning flight from Budapest I stopped at London with my mom and that's when we found like a wizarding shop. And that's where I bought the six one. Is that not the coolest thing you've ever heard? That, that, and I'm going to share that to people that I talk to Like, that's so cool. Like, Thanks. like it's just amazing. Like that's the kind of stuff that when I think about like, you know, any kind of like culture, like pop culture, Oh yeah. those are the, those are the experiences people like, you know, they have, they have those, you know, like, 
uh, the books come to you. They found you when you needed to be found by them. Yeah, especially the Goodwill ones. Like the Goodwill ones, I remember buying the seventh one first from Goodwill, and I saw it and I was like, I can't leave this here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's like it's cold. It needs to go yeah. home with me. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's like a little. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. babies. So moving on, I mean, I yeah. know you guys live uh, close to Orlando, right? Very close. Yeah. Very close. Have you ever been to the Wizarding World? A lot. A lot. That's a great question. It's, it's funny because we um, bought season passes um, oh. just For to go day. there. <laughs> yeah, just to go just to go there because and the reason why. Um, uh, so we the, the park itself. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, people yeah. enjoy it. Um, but the, the, the Harry Potter portion of it yeah. is what people are really into, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's how it was uh, for me and mine. Like, we, we went there um, strictly for that. And we would go just for dinner. Like, we would go and have, like, fish and chips Stop and butter beer. And then yeah, it was just like, amazing. Excuses, I like we're going back, going back home. So, yeah, we, we were fortunate to live near there. Yeah, honestly, the so beer right in now. the Wizarding World is some of my favorite beer. Like Dragon Scale and Witch's Brew, those are good beers. Yeah. Come on, they have a they have a cider at the Hogshead that's really good. Cause I don't I don't really drink beer, but that cider that they have there, it's lit. Yeah, no, I, I think they know what they're doing. I think you know, yeah. um, yeah. for the most part, it's it's hard to not spend a lot. Yeah, there. So hard. I don't have, I don't have a lot of self control. Um, in most areas of my life, I don't think anybody here does. <laughs> I've got. I'm, I'm fortunate to have people to to look out for me because I couldn't look out for myself wholly. But I, um, whenever I, whenever I go there, um, for a while I went through a spending spree, um, with just um, plushies like stuffed animals, oh, and no. so I had like these little like stuffed like owls all over my house. Uh, and then my wife was like, "Hey, look, like." Like I support you, but um, <laughs> we're but gonna you get you through this. Yeah, you can't. At the time, we didn't have kids, and she was like, "You can't. Um, you can't keep <laughs> animals because and because they are overpriced. I mean, Universal. Yes. They don't. They don't. I don't know what their motives are. I can't speak to that. But I know they don't want to make less money. And so I, um, I know they um, like these little baby owls were like thirty five bucks, and I'm like, but that's what I needed. That's what I would have had. Had I gone to Hogwarts, yeah. So yes. as a grown man, I need one looking back at me in the living room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, you're you know, a grown woman who spent over a hundred dollars on my own Gryffindor robes. So you know, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I, I support that. Thank you. I I took my best friend and my mom, and I say I took because I started working. I said <laughs> I want to go to the Wizarding World. Vacations on me, so I bought the tickets. I paid hey, for the girl. hotel. I mean, I spent. I dropped money, and I was like, "We're going to this place." My mom, a beautiful, beautiful, angelic woman. She doesn't oh, really. God. She tells me. She tells me that she doesn't like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, mom, you don't know what you're saying. So I, I made her. So I made her go. She was into it, right? And so we walk yeah. into Madame Malkin's. It's the shop, right? And I spent a hundred dollars on a, a burgundy sweater in South Florida. It's made out of wool. I, I literally can't. I can't wear it. Right. I can wear it now. I couldn't have worn it then, but it's the Ron sweater from the movie, <laughs> and I bought it. I, I no hesitation whatsoever. My mom was like, "You're never gonna wear this," and I said, "We'll crank down the air conditioner. I swear to God, we're gonna put it on sixty. We'll freeze it. I don't care. Like I gotta wear this in the house. You have and to. And I did. Yeah, and I think fandoms like that's the beautiful thing about it is like you have to get those things that 
connect you to it even further, right? Because there's only so much the source material can do. And so you you have to experience those things um, through different avenues. And, and one of it is clothing. I um, My daughters have the robes um, and uh, they wear them around the house and such. And um, we actually made um, wands for them um, during the COVID season, during the um, when Florida was, was um, locked down. Um, we made wands for them out of um, chopsticks. Um, with, with hot glue and then you dip them in brown paint and and um, glitter and such and and they still go around the house booping stuff and casting oh. spells on people and, after my own heart yeah my little one she's uh she loves all of the um forbidden ones yeah so she um just slinging them at people oh, of course. uh death spells just slinging them, <laughs> just slinging them. the unforgivables yeah there you go i love it i love it <laughs> What do you think? All right, like if you were like in the wizarding world, yeah. and like you walk into Diagon Alley, you're like Hogsmeade or something. Like, what okay. is your go-to shop? Like, where are you spending all your money? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the pub for sure. That's Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade, yeah. I thought no, he was but... gonna come at me with like Zonko's joke shop. No, um, so you know, I don't know, I don't recall if this is in the books, but you know, in the films, yeah, when they're in Gringotts, uh, Gringotts, mm-hmm. Gringotts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they go into the mine carts and they go back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deep into there. Um, for some reason, that visually has always stuck with me. And really? I remember, yeah, I remember like thinking, like, that's where I would want to hang out back there. I want to know more about that area because I feel like a, lo- a lot was left out. Like, there was a lot of, like, you know, it was teased a bit. And I felt like there was more maybe to the lore. Maybe you guys know about it. Maybe you can teach me something tonight. Um, but um, is there more back there besides uh, caves and? And um, and little accountants. Uh, I mean, lots of high and high security, yeah. scary wizard stuff. Yes, see, dragons. That's what I they've got be dragons. They've got the dragons. Yeah. Like it's not that's just that one dragon. There's like multiple dragons. Yeah, and well, I think what, other creatures as well. I can't like ask. you're gonna pay me for a high security vault. We're gonna give you a dragon. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's what, and that's the parallel, right, of the wizarding world to the real one. Um, uh, you know, they guard their their finances, so you're gonna have the best security. So you're gonna have dragons. Yeah, exactly. But only <laughs> some people get dragons. Yeah, not everybody gets dragons. The one percent. Yeah, the one yeah, percent. So <laughs> we were talking. So we were talking in the third episode of our Dumbledore series, like the sorcerer, the philosopher stone, sorcerer stone, whatever you call it. You know, didn't get a dragon. Sorry, not did that it? at all. No, it didn't. Oh, get no, a you're dragon. right. Didn't get a dragon, even no. though like Voldemort was after it. You know, and like he could return. The it, was medium security. It, was just it was medium security. It was just medium security. So didn't deserve a dragon. <laughs> do those types of uh, do you do you consider that to be like a plot hole, or is that something that you guys are yes. okay? Very yeah. much a plot hole. Yeah, I think that was one of our tangents where it we was. Just, like, went crazy. Like, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think yesterday, because we just recorded um one of our, because we're currently recording our Dumbledore series, mm-hmm. where Very we're I named cool. it Fifty Shades of Dumbledore. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, the Fifty Shades of Dumbledore, and so That's brilliant. We're just discovering all these plot holes as we're going along. We're like, this doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> wait a second. When does this happen? This is yeah. a gaping hole that we have, we have questions. He's beautiful. The love he has. Um for those kiddos. I want to be loved the way that he, like I, like he's one of those characters where like you want him to be your pawpaw, you know what I mean? Like you want no. him to be like somebody to like, to tell yeah. you nice things. Wayne, you're triggering, you're triggering Jenny now. <laughs> uh, 
I just went on like, I don't know, like a two hour rant last night about how much I hate this man. <laughs> I don't listen, but that's okay. I think I think that's why like I, know, I think I that's know. why we get on the way we do is because it's, it's we're just opposites when it comes to what yeah. we enjoy culturally. Yeah, you know, but on the inside, on the inside, like at our core, I feel like that's where we're just, you know, we're the same. We connect, dude. Like, I, yeah, we connect. I just, you know, but again, a lot of my, maybe my infatuation comes from ignorance. That's a real thing. So maybe, yeah, it is. It's a very maybe real the, thing. More, the more we get to know each other, a year from now, I'll come back on the show and I'm going to be like, let me tell you about that SOB Dumbledore. What? <laughs> Honestly, that'll probably happen because I will say, I think all of us superficially all love Dumbledore for the most part. Mm-hmm. Okay. And only as, you know, we critically think about the series that we're like, oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. That guy. Really? But that I love dude. his quotes, though. His quotes are my life. That <laughs> like, dude did some shady she. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah, a I, I guess if you were to take a step back, yeah, um, and you could look at you could look at the whole series and say, why were they entrusting the fate of mankind to children? Um, you know, why was that a Question thing? I ask myself every day, Wayne. I wake up. It's the first thought I have. Do you think that would have changed if they were given guns instead of wands? Ooh. Do you know that? Interestingly enough, somebody asked me to answer that on the show once they yeah. put it in our. We we opened up the owl posts and people can send in questions. We answer them. That's a very and somebody went through the trouble of finding a Reddit theory that was like two pages and sent it to me, and uh, and we had to answer that on air. Give me an abbreviated version. What did you say? Abbreviated version, it was like guns aren't going to work around all that magic. Because if you listen to Hermione, she tells you like a thousand times in the books. Like (laughs) none of that stuff, it doesn't work around all that magic. It just messes with it. Now, if it was was replaced, like let's say Wizarding World didn't exist. This is all happening in our world. Right. I think it would be a very different story. I don't know how much 14-year-olds would play a role in saving the world oh, at yeah. this point. But like well, also like like Voldemort wouldn't have missed, you know? Like he would have been point blank. Like he sure. would have just gotten Harry done with, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Would have been like turned sideways, like kill shot. That's a whole other story. That's, like a, dude, whole, that's like, like a whole other thing. Like unless he only had like two bullets, you know, he and he wasted that them. Baby. Yeah. I, what, what if that like, what if he had like some lackeys who <laughs> they, they didn't really know a whole lot about what was going on. He didn't let him in on it because he was kind of guarded to play it close to the chest. And he's inside, and they're just like, dude, he hates that baby. Like, he hates <laughs> that baby so much. But they didn't know. They, they didn't know any better. They thought he just wanted to, you I, know. I mean, I would I would go see that movie. I would. A little bit. <laughs> Based on oh. that trailer alone, I'd go watch it. <laughs> Get that baby. I think for me, what I was thinking about with the guns was more so, like, what if they just, like, because those worlds coexist, right? Like, our yeah. world just... Uh, you know they're over there having their wizard fun. We can't see it because they're they're um, cloaked and all. But like, you know, what if someone just spilled the beans, dude? Like, what if someone was like, you know, what? I'm done with this, and they ring up, uh, they ring up Elizabeth, and they're like, hey, listen, mate, there's wizards, <laughs> and I can show you where they're at. You gotta do something about it. And Elizabeth's yeah. like, okay, let's do it. You know, let's go. And she she tells Tony Blair they get their people together. They go down in there. What happens then? That was that was my question. What happens? Like, what happens then is two things. One, you've got you've got it on such a large scale, and nobody's going to believe you, right? Okay. They're just going to be like, "This person's crazy." And then number two, you've got the Department for the Regulation and Control of whatever, I, the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. Yeah. They've got yeah. I, this is real. They have hit wizards. Yes. They're going to send those hit wizards after you. It's not. You never make it. It's going to be no bueno. You would never make it. I mean, like, what are you going to? You just found out that magic is real, and then they're coming at you, and they're yeah. obliviating your memory. They're controlling your body. 
You thought well, and they're, they're banking on you being so impressed by their knowledge and gifts that you wouldn't tell on them. No, they I don't. Mean, now even, you're asking a lot. They don't even trust that. They're just like, I don't trust you. I'm going to erase everything. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a whole department in the Ministry of Magic. That's all they do. Like, Hermione had to do with her mom and dad. Yes. Well, kind of, yeah. But, like, you're I mean, not, like, even when yeah. Harry blows up his aunt, they find her, they pop her, bring her back down, they erase everybody's memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. But, yeah. I love that. Thank you for going down that rabbit hole with me because these are the things that I think casual fans think about Mm -hmm. occasionally. But if I'm being honest with you, can I be honest with you, with you ladies? I, I love it so much that I don't question it. I just take it for what it is. I just, I love it. I'm a, you know, I'm not a purist. It makes, I love the way it makes me feel. Yeah. Um, So maybe you guys shouldn't tell me your, your facts, (laughs) like your knowledge. Because it's just gonna. I just, I want to keep, I just like, I almost want to keep you pure, you know? Like, yeah, I don't want to ruin that for you. Because I feel like it was taken away from me. Yeah, no. And I feel let, like I can't me, go back, me, you know? Let me keep that promise ring on a little bit longer, and, <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to just live in my, in the Harry Potter happy world for a bit. Yes. All right. We're going to, we're going to play, uh, we're going to play our first game. Woo! Come on. I'm so yes. excited. I'm so excited for you. What's it called? To do this. Uh, I don't know that we named it, did we? Did we name it? Mary Ann did um, this. I didn't do this part. Not this first game. I don't think this first one we did. And we didn't name it. So it's just, just the game of no name. Okay. But uh, so basically. <laughs> I'll try Elizabeth, to come up with a name and it'll just like randomly come up to me and I'll be like, ah. All right. So I felt like, you know, like we needed to find something that kind of like melded us together. You know, like you got Harry Potter, you got Florida, man. Like, what are we doing? So That's we brought right. them together. So right. wow. okay. Elizabeth, bless her. She found this beautiful Tumblr post. Amazing. And Elizabeth yeah. is going to read you some headlines. This, okay. These are real Florida man headlines. Okay. That's so your specialty. All right. It is. And you're going to tell us which house this Florida man belongs to. So there's only four headlines. They're already, they've been sorted. Bless. <laughs> so we're just going to see what you get. Are, so we I think, comparing, are we comparing answers? No. Well, we, we already know all the answers. Oh, you guys know the answers. Yeah, so it's just it's all on you. The pressure's on. You're the only one that's gotta that's gotta do this. All right, let's do it. Florida. So let's I think I think Elizabeth's gonna read you like all four just so that you have like a general idea okay. of like what's going on, right? So you can right. start mentally sorting things and then we'll yeah, hit them think. one by one. All right. All right. So the first one. Florida man suspected of using <laughs> private plane to draw giant radar penis. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Number two. Florida man wears fuck the police shirt to court and wins the case. That's what's up. That's my dude. (laughs) Number three. Florida man steals a car, realizes a baby is in it, drops baby off safely, and makes his getaway. That's so Hufflepuff, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I think you guys covered that one on your podcast. (laughs) Probably. And number four. Florida man admits killing goat and drinking its blood for pagan sacrifice. Would still like to be senator. That's uh, that's Gryffindor. Ooh, is that your final answer? Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back <laughs> to the beginning. All right, number one. Okay. Florida man suspected of using private plane to draw giant penis. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta give us something. Do you have a 25% chance here? Yeah, 25% chance. Or more if you that was, were that was some all that all was some pretty quick math. That was some pretty quick math. Okay, but I feel like it's a trick question. It's not a trick question. But There's I feel like answer. you want me to think one way because of the way the questions are worded is what I think. 
Hmm. I think you're like overanalyzing. Okay, Gryffindor. On the no. You are correct. Yeah. Radar penis is definitely Gryffindor. <laughs> All right. Radar penis is Gryffindor. All Next right. One. So you're you're hundred percent right now. Okay. Florida man wears fuck the police shirt to court and wins the case. Uh Ravenclaw. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I that is so. something that I would do. That that that's a um it's an uh, intelligent thing to do. It's an intellect. Mm-hmm. A, a person of high intellect would do that. So yes. I agree. Thank of you. Of course. Uh, you pegged number three pretty quickly. Yeah, Florida <laughs> man steals a car, realizes the baby is in it, drops baby off safely, and makes his getaway. They're good yeah. people. They're good Hufflepuff. people. They're good people. They're kind. And so that does leave. I, I, but the reason that why I thought you were baiting me with number four, because mm. it seems like a Slytherin thing to do, where it was oh, like, ah, yeah. oh, kind of like, you know, like a hokey pokey, you know? Oh. Uh, but it makes sense now by process of elimination. So that's 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Congratulations. You're becoming an expert here tonight. Thank you. Now, when you guys thought of this game, did you come up with the prize I was going to get? Yeah, the prize is you get to continue being friends with me. <laughs> that was going to happen anyways, Jenny. <laughs> that, was gonna happen. that was a given. I'm just saying, a lot of people, there's a lot of people waiting in that line. You I just you fast-tracked right to the front. That, I bought most lines. <laughs> That's why I'm a Gryffindor. This is about the line. Yeah. Classic. I love it. All right. So you had some questions for us. What is your favorite fan theory? That's what I wanted to know. Your favorite yes. fan theory. All right. Mm. So, favorite fan theory. I'm going to go first. Okay, yeah. please. Uh, honestly, I really, really, really like this theory that Dumbledore is deaf. Because, uh, I don't know, I, I just think it's cool. Like, when Harry kind of, like, dies or whatever in the seventh book, yeah. Harry goes to, you know, his, I don't know, purgatory heaven, whatever. Right, He right. greets Dumbledore as an old friend, just like in the tale of the three brothers. You've got the right. last brother who dies, greets right. death as an old friend, right? Right. And Dumbledore did possess all three of the Deathly Hallows at one point. Right. So it kind of, you know, makes him, like, eligible to maybe be deaf. So I like that one. It's it's nice. I love it. But uh, I'm going to give you a bonus, too. I don't know if you've heard it, but there's a theory floating around that Ron is, like, young, time-traveling Dumbledore. It's my least favorite. <laughs> but why is that? What's the logic I hate it so it? much because, well, that's none. why I don't like it because there is none. They're like, like Ron likes socks. <laughs> and then, and then Jelly Dumbledore beans? is like, oh, you know what? I saw socks in that mirror, Harry. That's like one of the, like the strong, like this is, you know, evidence. Yeah, but culturally, socks are important in the universe. Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> Listen, the, you're the preaching to the choir here. You're yeah. preaching to the choir here. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that's that's my least favorite one. Also, uh, Ron hates the color maroon, and they think that Dumbledore is marooned in time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I covered this like in depth on. I think we did like a like an episode on just like fan theories, and I think I think we spoke about this for like forty minutes. I, they probably meant well when they were coming up with it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's hard though. That's a stretch. That's um it's a reach. Yeah. they're reaching for the monkey bars. Like that was the exact <laughs> joke that I used. It was, well, it was. No, that's really good. I yeah. and I feel like too, I mean, I don't know. I, maybe they just they, they saw like a some kind of connection and they're like, this is it and it took off. That happens. I think that's you know, yeah. with the whole flat earthers, um, you know, it starts off as a joke or whatnot and then it becomes a real thing. Maybe these people were doing the same thing, you know? Yeah, they got excited, went a little too far. <laughs> And then with social media, it just takes off. Next thing you know, yeah, you, have a, exactly. you have a thing on your hands. Yeah. 
It's and then too- I have a there's a couple that I like about Crookshanks, but they're also Marianne's favorites, so I'm gonna let her just take. I mean, Marianne. Uh, so Jenny took one of my favorites already, which is Dumbledore's death, and then so Crookshanks, um, being uh the Potters' cat is also one of my favorite fan theories. Um, and I was also just going to say, because I saw that Jenny took my, my answer. So I was like, uh, I got to come up with more. <laughs> so like, I also really do believe that Neville and Luna, because they always like hinted it in like the movies that they dated. Um, but obviously like book canon, they don't end up together, whatever. So I'm like, I think there was something there. So and my, I'm a fan. I'm theorizing <laughs> that they dated. <laughs> These are my my fan theories that I'm talking about right now are completely from me. But I'm a fan. I'm theorizing that they dated at some point. They just, you know, broke up amicably. They're like, we're going to be staying friends. And right. like, that's my fan theory one. And then my other one is the one that we talked about um, yesterday because we're filming the uh, filming, recording the Dumbledore series um, is that I really do think that uh, Dumbledore, uh, when he looked at Remus and, and reached out to Remus, um, once he had gotten bitten and going to Hogwarts and everything like that, he was destined to have a hard life and he reached out to him because I think that he saw his sister who had passed away at that point, his sister in Remus. So I'm a fan. I'm theorizing it. I think that's a thing. And I love it. Favorite fan theories. You just came up with your own right now. I just came up with my own. But that's but that's isn't that cool though? Yeah. I mean, that's how for me, a lay person, that's mm-hmm. how I know you guys are pros. Because you're coming up with person. fan theories, like snapping your fingers and the fan theory comes up. <laughs> and now people are gonna listen to this episode and they're gonna post it on Twitter. And it's gonna be a thing now because you guys are trusted I sources. I hope, yes. <laughs> sources I can't. I'll hashtag it. I yeah, think I think what's important in there because I really want you to know this about Marianne. I think what's important there for you to know about her is that she's a shipper. Oh, like I will. I'll text Marianne and I'll be like, hey, Marianne, like I went to go get groceries and like the guy who was bagging my groceries was so nice to me. She'll be like, oh my god, I love you two together. That's that's what you need. Like it's somebody somebody who like respects you and treats you. You kindly. need that like, in your life. Though, and I'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, like he took my groceries to the car. She'll be like, Jenny, like he cares about you so much. Like when's your wedding? I'm there. Like you, yeah, but you need that. You need that kind of yes. encouragement. I see it. I believe in it. I'm there for it. It's so natural for us to want romantic relationships from characters that we, you know, respect and enjoy. I think because it's just it's so fulfilling. You know, you do that all the time. That's why it's it's so cliche in, in entertainment for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And people will go against the grain, and and uh, characters should end up together, and they don't because. Yeah. Mm. The writer was trying to prove a point, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For we sure. want we want the best for them. And if they don't end up together, then you know what? That's what We care about them. We want them happy. Yeah, we care about them. Yeah. All right. My my favorite th- fan theories, um, my absolute favorite one is that She Who Must Not Be Named, the author, okay. is actually Rita Skeeter, like the real Rita Skeeter. And so the Wizarding World actually exists. And r- this is Rita Skeeter's expose on the wizarding world i'm in that I love so it. I, I love backfire it. though because now everybody thinks she's a b which <laughs> is very true in the books too so i feel like it, it's even more realistic now so now i'm pretty determined that there is a wizarding world i'm just a muggle and i'm gonna go and find it <laughs> see here's the thing though man like i uh i'm with you that's my favorite yeah i it's i love it but it also makes me very sad Yes, I'm exactly. like I didn't get my letter, and I want to know why. You know, it's a very, it's a very, very few that are, are chosen. Yeah, um, none of us were, which is the thing. And, none <laughs> of us, and none of us were. But you know what? We also know and respect it enough to not go rat them out either. You're mm-hmm. right. You know Working I mean? people, we are. 
and they're, th- they're, they're thinking about us, Liz. You know what I mean? Like, they're real, and they're looking at us, muggles. You guys, muggles. You guys are muggle celebrities to them because you have a show about them. <laughs> so so to, to them, they're like, man, like, we wish we could just reach out and let you guys know how much we appreciate you. Maybe some of your fans are wizards, and they've reached out to you guys to tell you that they love you. That's the only way they can communicate from Hogwarts and from You're the wizard so world. Right. You're so right. Yeah. You're so right. Wow. It's that would be run. amazing. We need them. <laughs> God bless, man. Facts. <laughs> All right. What's your next question for us? Man, this is fun. I feel like a, I feel so special. Um, uh, how do you guys feel about the series like after the books, right? Because I'll be honest with you guys, I haven't watched any of the Fantastic Beasts or anything like that. Um, it's not because I've, uh, I'm, I'm not against it. I don't know anything about it. I haven't had time to watch them. Um, so how do you guys feel about? Um, all right. Well, first of all, this is I'm going to have a very important conversation with you right now. And I want you to listen very closely. I always am. Now you like recommendations. Now you know. I wanted them. Fantastic oh, Beasts. <laughs> Elizabeth is mad. Fantastic <laughs> Beasts. Dumbledore. He's in those movies. That the, those movies are about Dumbledore and his life before like the first Wizarding War. That's right, that's they right. cast Jude Law as Dumbledore. That's fine. Now you might be thinking to yourself like Jude Law as Dumbledore. I can't see it. You can. You can't see it. He's amazing. But he's in this movie called The Holiday. Oh my! Perfect goodness. for Christmas time. Who's in it? It's Jude Law, okay. Cameron Diaz, Jack Black, Kate Oh, they, they stay in different houses. Yes. I've Have you that. seen this movie? Yeah, I've seen that. God, could they? All right. The holiday. This is live. This is live right now. Everybody's hearing it right now. You've now become one of my best friends. <laughs> that movie is so important to me. I just watched it right now before we started recording this. I swear on my life. Okay. That's all I really wanted to say. Okay. Jenny, you were my best friend before I came on this show. That's great. That's usually how it happens with me. I'm not going to lie to you. Wow. <laughs> no, you know what? Wow. You know what, though? I think, isn't that something, though, when they cast somebody who's so beautiful like Jude Law, you would think that that would make you like the character even more, wouldn't you? But you don't. You would think so. You would think so, but oh, I don't. I mean, I like him during that period of time, but then he becomes Richard <laughs> Harris, and, and I just lose it. Seriously, but, turns it around, Wayne. <laughs> but the series post-books. I like it. It's like coming back home. It's a feeling. I can't can't put it into words. It's so perfect. I love it. But I also think, I mean, like you're reading it all these years later, and I feel like it didn't age quite as well, I think, as it could have. Like sometimes okay. I read it and I'm like, I could have I could have easily as a Hispanic woman or as a Middle Eastern woman, I could have grown up in in London. Like my mom sure. could have just decided to sure. move there instead of emigrating here, right? And right. I just feel like there was none of that in the books. And I was just like, well, like, where's the Cuban girl who's like killing it in charms? Like, why? Right, right. Like, why don't we have that? Right. But for sure. And I think, you know, obviously, like we talked about earlier, separating the author from the work and stuff like that. I think sure. I've done that pretty easily. But, you know. Now, I, I, I do. I recall and I could be wrong on this, but I recall um, that they revealed there were more houses or not more not house. I'm sorry. Like um, school uh, school yeah. um, yeah. post books. Right. That was done through yeah. those films. Yes. Yes. Um, does that uh, screw up anything in the canon? I mean, does that make I mean, like, Mm-mm. so when uh, Voldemort, uh, when he was doing what he was doing, uh, causing trouble and being a being a fella, like, where are those other schools? Why, how come they weren't coming to help out? They were just like, whatever. It's your problem. Isolationist. Yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't doing, like, he wasn't doing, like, a Grindelwald. Like he wasn't like I'm gonna cost some mayhem over here, and then I'm gonna cost some mayhem over there. He kind of I think he kept it like in the British. Kept it pretty tight. 
ministry of So if you know of an evil, but it doesn't affect you directly, are you yeah. responsible for not? I mean, um, you you're know? asking the hard hitting questions there. I mean, we could take it to like real world and looking at like our world wars, yeah. all this evil that was happening, yeah. not, th not that far from us. And it took a lot for us to actually step in and help as America. It took, um, it took a direct conflict. Yeah. It, it had to affect us directly. So I think that's, that's kind of like what happened. And it also doesn't help that. Um, so Voldemort didn't ha ha happen very shortly after um, everything with uh, Grindelwald and Grindelwald was like the wizard's world war. So I think everyone was like recovering from that. And they were just like, okay, this is like this crazy dude in the UK. Like we need to focus on our people. Yeah. Now, I, I guess that, that would spin off two questions. Well, one, I, I think that doesn't that happen around the same time as our World Wars? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that yeah. would make sense. Uh, so I think we've solved that one. Um, but now, when it comes to, um, just excuse my French, but like badassery, um, uh, Daddy V, in my head, has always been like the top tier. He's He, he is... He's the guy you don't want to mess with. He he knows some things, yeah. Um, is that true, or is there somebody in canon that I don't know about who would have shown him, gave him a what for you know? Grindelwald, uh, and I and that's totally okay. That's totally fair, especially if you haven't seen or heard about the Fantastic Beast movies, because that's where they start going into all of that lore. Like right. they, like, they like sprinkled a little bit in book seven, but they don't really go into depth of the canon they sprinkled it a little bit right so you teaser. know what's going to inevitably happen because we have the seven harry potter books right but they go that's what the whole kind of like five movies is kind of building up towards with fantastic beasts um is that grindelwald was kind of um there was more at stake with him rising to power because he was affecting the global wizarding world whereas mm -hmm. voldemort yeah. was just in a specific area yeah. um well Okay, so Voldemort had like a beef that maybe escalated. Yeah, and but, you're saying. Yeah, I guess I, I guess we could say it like yeah, yeah he just I, had a beef. Yeah, I think what unfortunately happened with um, Voldemort, I think he had the possibility to be this very powerful being. Yeah. Uh, right. Then he heard the prophecy, and you know he was like, "I gotta kill that baby." Yeah, shit hit the fan. That, that baby, that baby did me wrong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And I'm I'm over it. Yep. No, I think that's cool though, because I I think as a I do that a lot. Um, I have friends who are really into Star Wars, mm -hmm. which I think is I think that's really cool. Um, and I, but I also I'm very casual with it. I enjoy them. Um, but I ask them those types of questions, like who who would win in a fight nine times out of ten? Like who's that guy that no one wants to mess with? And then I'm like, oh, it must be Darth Vader, right? And they're like, no, no. <laughs> Let me tell you about like. Like, you know, so-and-so, the so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, crap, tell me about it. Like, <laughs> that's what I want to hear. You know, I want to hear. I want to hear think, that. I think, too, you got to think about, like, what really is evil and, like, what playing field are we on? Because I think Umbridge uh, was, yeah, Umbridge. I mean, like, evil. just so evil. Because she's, she's all up in the legislation. She's, she's, like, that, she's, like, changing laws. She's that teacher that everybody hated. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then that teacher became principal. Yeah, yeah and, I hate her more than I know, hate Lady B. Yeah, that was a perfect casting choice. Oh, I think. Oh, yes. I, yeah. think. I feel I, so bad for the actress because apparently she's a sweetheart. Yeah, but yeah. I can't look at her and not think of just utter disgust. But that's how you know she's a phenomenal actress when they yeah. can make you hate them. 
Yeah. Like that's so good. And I think too, like the, the thing with, you know, Voldemort is, you know, they give you his backstory and you get to see kind of that origin. And so they're the great villains you're able to sympathize with to an extent. Um, it, it adds some layers there with her. It just felt like she was evil for evil's sake. And it was just like, you know, plus she was a B like she was like, she was, a... like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, as if Voldemort would say stuff sometimes that was like, it was, it was bad. Like you shouldn't say mm -hmm. those things, but like he would say it in a way where you were like, dang dude, like that's what's up. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's like a, there's like a, a cool vibe to him. Yeah, whereas yeah. with her, she was just like, everything that she spoke was just like, man, you, your tone, your general tone and countenance just, just aggravates me. There, there's a, she's based on a real life human being. Yeah, she I, is yes. the author. Knew, <laughs> yes, I, and how rude is that? We should have known then, but the author like met somebody and just had an absolute distaste for them, and then wrote Umbridge based on this woman. It's amazing. I don't know that. This is <laughs> low, dude. I'm so sorry. I'm so There's sorry. I feel like I just out there in the world right now. Yeah, and it's almost like you know, like there. when someone subtweets you, and you know that the tweet is about you. Like sometimes I wonder, like if this woman is like, oh my god, that's me. <laughs> I, I mean, probably not. That's that's the low. Uh, you can't. I try to live my life as if everybody's cool with me, unless they tell me otherwise. Mm -hmm. And they tell me to my face, "Hey, I, I think you're a hoe," you know, or whatever. And then it's like, "Thanks for letting me know. At least I know now." Dang. You know what I mean? But otherwise, it's just like I don't. You know, I just assume you're cool with me because they help my mental health. You know what I mean? They like, oh, yeah. help me focus on what I need to focus on and be creative. That poor gal stands no chance. She has like just a horrible character. Could you imagine? What I mean, like, what if she has children? Like, what if her kids love the Harry Potter series and she's just got to suck it up and take it? She's got to lie. She has to lie. I know. Well, obviously. Imagine finding out that your mom is Umbridge. But you know what, though? Her her argument is strengthened by by the things the author has said now. She's been rude. And I think she can now point to her kids and go, of course she lied about me. Look at this mean thing she said about everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, so. <laughs> I that's, love how, it. that's how I justify it so I can go to sleep tonight peacefully. <laughs> not worry about that poor lady. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right. No, I love it. Do I have another, is that, do I have another question? You, have, I don't... you have two more <laughs> questions. <laughs> you wrote them down. I know I did. I just. I mean, we could skip them if you'd like. <laughs> okay. Oh, we already oh we already covered one. I, I the one sort of, how, yeah. how would the story have played out differently? Oh uh, well, yeah, Muggles you're right. The government right. knew about um, Baltimore. That was yeah. um, okay. Here's a question. This is fun. This is the one I was looking forward to, Ooh. even though I, I forgot it momentarily. Um, if you could recast the professors, and this is the film, obviously, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you could recast the professors, who would you cast them as? Not the kids. Kids are iconic. You want to you want to leave that be, <laughs> but uh, the professors. If you could recast them, that's a fun question. So I have this dream that it's a one-man show and Jude Law is everybody. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> McGonagall, he's Dumbledore, he's Snape, he's everybody. But realistically, okay, Snape, Tom Hiddleston, I think he would do a good so job. Good. Oh, good. I yes. think he could do a good job. And then Sirius Black, I don't know if you know who Robert Sheehan is. He's in Umbrella Academy. Have you yeah. watched that? Okay, uh, Klaus. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, thank you. There you go, House. That guy. Gotcha. I think he would do a good job. For serious, yeah. What about you, ladies? 
Well, I was like the first when I read this question, I was like, well, let's bring some people of color to Hogwarts professors. So let's do it. Why not? Like teachers from other places or anything. Um, So I really love this actor named Daniel Henney. I think he's really great. Um, I, too, think he could play any professor, really. Um, I think he was like on um, Criminal Minds, it says. Yes. Criminal Minds. (laughs) Uh, Corona Wines Beyond Borders, stuff like that. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's the guy that you're obsessed with. Yes. How could I forget? <laughs> I love this man. Marianne sends me Snapchats of this man. I love, I love this it. man. Anyways, uh, I would love to see him play anything, but I think he could be a really good Snape. Like, he definitely has, like, uh, okay. he could definitely get the, the stare. Um, yeah. So then there's also this actress named um, Noma Du... Oh, my God. I'm going to butcher her last name. Dumas Wenny. <laughs> Um, I've actually met her. She's a freaking queen in person. She, yes. Uh, you met her? Yes, I did. did. Okay. So here's my quick story. So she's the actress that played Hermione in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the play. Really? Harry Potter play. So she played her originally on, uh, in London on the West end. Then she moved over to Broadway. When I went to Broadway to see it, it was Hermione's birthday, I picked that day specifically and then I did the stage door experience, like, you know, just waiting for her to come out. And Incredible. I her and I literally was like, Do you know it's Hermione's birthday today? And she's like, Of course I know it's Hermione's birthday today. And I was like, So just so you know, like you're kind of Hermione. So happy birthday. And she's like, Oh my God. <laughs> and she remembers you now. Oh my god, this was so nice and so She talked nice. about you to her friends. Oh my god, I hope stop. Yes, she does. Marianne, she does. That's encouraging. Oh. She's beautiful. I just looked her up. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's a queen. She was on Doctor Who too, and I love Doctor Who. But I think she could play on any of the female professors. Um okay. her definitely as McGonagall. I what she would be such a good McGonagall. And I was like, okay. if she wanted to get a little bit like fun and fresh, she could probably play Sybil. No. Um, but the next then, one is Sybil. Girl, you've changed but, my life. But then, then I was like, why stop at POC, people of color? Why don't we have some, you know, different genders? So I was like, Jonathan Van Ness. So he is in, mm. uh, sorry, they are in Queer Eye and they are non-binary. And I was thinking, let's make Sybil Trelawney non-binary. Yeah. I think it would be amazing. Jonathan Van I read that sentence where it said Jonathan Van Ness as Sybil and I, I died. This is my resurrected body. I ascended. It was an incredible experience to read that. You're so you agreed. You agreed in a way that. Yeah. That I love Jonathan Van Ness. He's so you know how you have like I'm sorry they are my icon yeah. when you sign into Netflix. Yes. Like on my account, like Jenny's account, it's Jonathan Van Ness, and it's him. It's it's I'm sorry, it's them just smiling at me. Right. Because happiness is just radiating. <laughs> yeah. I love them. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they were non-binary. Yes. I didn't either into this town. Thank you. A couple years ago, I think. It's amazing. Um, You can Google me and double check. Um, Either way, (laughs) either way, I think they would be great. They're gorgeous. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I can't even come out after that. Like (laughs) that's that was just such a good like recasting. If you had to, okay. I'm good. There was All another right. guy too for Snape, but I can't remember his name. So I saw right. something the other day, um, and Ginny uh, would probably be she's probably gonna be offended by this, but I uh, it, they had said um, the fella who played, um, but uh, the guy that was uh, in Star Vernon? Wars most recently, huh? Is it Uncle Vernon? No, um, the guy who was in Star Wars recently as um, 
the real real good looking um, bad guy. Adam Driver. Adam yeah. Driver as, as Snape. A, as a young Snape. Yeah, I've and seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, we've seen that. Yeah. I like it. Oh, I like cool. it too. I think it fits. Yeah, yeah. I think it fits. Yeah. Um, I'm not miffed. I'm not miffed. I'm just playing it safe. I'm just playing, <laughs> it, playing it careful. I feel like you figured out my personality. Like, you got to tell me that I'm going to be miffed so that I'm not miffed, you know? <laughs> this is probably going to make Jenny upset, but I. Uh, <laughs> no. You um, figured I, out. No, I love that. I, I think that. Um, Oftentimes, when I really enjoy certain forms of media, I, I get afraid that they're going to recast it and re and refilm it. Um, and I'm at the age where that hasn't happened too too often. There was like, uh, it's hard to defend me, anyways. But there was once um, where they did something with the Ninja Turtles, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's not that's not yeah that doesn't seem right. accurate. And I was kind of upset for like I don't know like a couple minutes or so. Um, but then I was like, what? I was going to say like a couple years. No, like I'm sure the kids will like it. You know, who knows? Kids yeah. are into different stuff, you know. Um, but I think this is a series that terrifies me a little bit. Where they were just gonna go, like maybe five years from now, go. You know what? We're gonna try it again, and we're gonna start from scratch, and we're gonna cast this dorky kid from Nickelodeon as Harry Potter, and it's just like, okay, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that stresses yeah. me out. So even having those conversations about recasting in a way gives me like tingles of stress because I'm just like I don't know man like I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, I don't want it to happen I'm gonna stress it out a little bit more there's been conversations that have happened on like isolated events like, I think Tom Felton who plays Draco Malfoy has spoken right. about it before right. but there people are convinced that they're going to eventually remake these movies but okay. the kids are gonna come back professors? as the professors right Daniel Radcliffe recently spoke about uh, like coming back and doing like some sort of like, I don't know, movie or whatever, and, like, getting back into the Harry Potter thing. And he said that he would do it, but he said that the author, like, she has to just be involved, like, 0%. Yeah. So I don't think that it would happen, but... Yeah. And she, does she still have creative control? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. That's probably so there's happen. certain things that they're, like, cutting her out of, like, that on PlayStation 5, there's going to be a game that comes out. It's, like, free world, like, Harry Potter right. all the way, and they've completely cut her out of it. So this made me happy because I think I'm going to buy a PlayStation. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to buy that game. I, no, I, I haven't read um, the um, the one that came after the series that was uh, a strictly like a Broadway thing, yeah, the play. Don't, um, yeah, don't do it. Yeah, just leave it alone. Yeah. So so how, how do you guys feel about that? Was it not? Well, so, <laughs> we had I, an episode on it. Two episodes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The curse. The curse uh, I, I heard that it kind of went a bit off color uh, for some of the characters. Yeah. Marianne and I had like the amazing privilege to actually see the play itself. I saw it in London. Wow. Yeah. Um, and she I saw, saw it, it on Broadway. York. Yeah. And that's huge. I will say the script itself, like if you were to just pick up the book and read it, it's trash. Trash. It's garbage. Not it's, worth it. Like the worst fan fiction off of Tumblr. Like I've read way more really? fan fiction. Yes, it's it's garbage. However, transcribed into the show, you don't care. It's so is that good? Beautiful. It is that good. The show is so beautiful. You forget that you're mad at the plot and you're just enjoying the experience. It is. You're in so, the, yeah, you're yeah. privileged to be in the universe again. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. especially if you're if you have your toe dipped in both areas, Harry Potter and theater, you just oh like God. I cried. I was yeah. like, this really? For it's both so good. Both sides of my brain were thriving that day. Like I was just <laughs> so 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 happy as a Harry Potter fan, and then I was yeah. as a theater buff. I was like, oh my God, these are beautiful choices happening in front of yeah. my eyes. Like that's cool. Yeah, oh, it's and so I good. think that was like the difference in that. 
um, it wasn't just, you know, we were stepping back into the universe and that's why we like seeing the play. Right. It was just right. a very, very well done theatrical production. Yeah. That's like so cool. astoundingly done. One of the best things I've ever seen on stage, hands down. Mm hmm. Wow. It, um, I have FOMO just from your description. Yeah. But yeah. The, the script is me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so don't ever read it. Don't, just go no. watch it if you can. Yeah. Don't read it. I might do a summary. Oh, actually, I did do a summary when it came out because I wanted to know. Yeah. Um, so bad. But, uh, you know, it, that's always so risky. So mm -hmm. the, the best forms of media end when they're supposed to. Yeah. Um, and then whenever they, they carry on. Uh, it, it's never the way it should be, you know, it's, it's always should end when it's supposed to end. Um, you know, and so anytime, you know, when something's been concluded and then there's a bit goes by and then they go, Hey, by the way, here's this, you know, epilogue that, that we did. And it's just like, man, it's probably going to suck. Yeah. Cause I mean, why wouldn't they have just done it, you know, originally? Yeah. Um, and so that always frightens me, I think, because, uh, Hollywood in particular has kind of built this machine that cranks out. Uh, material from sources that already exist yep. and they do it you know half-heartedly and then what you have are these finished products that 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 kind of vaguely look like it but they're not true to the spirit of the source mm -hmm. uh, yeah. material and that's what worries me with harry potter that they'll do that because it's a money maker they can slap a name on it call it something yeah. and next thing you know uh people are showing up and it's just garbage you know i will say though the only thing i would really accept if like a reboot of some sort i saw this our this artist made an animation of like they basically took like the audio of the audiobooks and then they put that audio and then they just animated like art like characters doing cool. whatever so it's like a right. scene that happened in prisoner of azkaban and it was all animation i think i sent it to the girls and i don't know if they remember but it was so good and i was like you could just do that and it go book like it'll go from like the exact like book to screen right animation oh, yeah. so the kids would grow up with it and there's definitely cool. dark cartoons out there like adult oh, cartoons yeah. that you mm -hmm. can definitely transition it in the right way i was like if they were to do that and it would literally keep it to complete canon i think that would be really cool or maybe i think I so think, yeah there's um yeah. there's a tumblr user out there god bless him created you know how like you get on netflix and it's yeah, like it has like the banner of whatever show it is that they're promoting and it's like all right like play it now or whatever and it, right. it'll play you like a trailer or whatever right somebody did that with the marauders and they took like oh. the map and they made like the marauder series it just it's so well done and i thought when i first saw that it was real and i thought like the series was coming to netflix right if they if they made that i would sit in front of my tv and binge it sure <laughs> Hands yeah down. i mean yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they tend to work well whenever they're done as like miniseries or limited series. Yeah. Because you're not forced to, to maintain it. Yeah. That's whenever stuff begins to wane, whenever you're like, okay, well, we've got to crank eight, year, eight years out of this. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, like let's let's give it a solid, you know, four and a half hours yeah. and flush it out I, properly. And I think what story. happens is it comes about inorganically. Like mm -hmm. you've already finished sure. a story, you know, like all these years have sure. passed and then it's like all of a sudden you're giving us this, like, where did that come from? Like you finished your story. No. And, and I think I was going to, I was going to say back to the uh, audiobook idea, uh, which is brilliant. Um, I have an experience with the audiobooks. Um, mm -hmm. We were traveling, we were on the road um, and we were listening to one of the books for the first time um, on audio. We had started um, the book itself. Um, and then we had like a four hour trip, put the audiobook on and pulled over and, um, finished it. 
like we were like we we, we um, made it to, we made it to Jacksonville, which is where we were going, um, and we pulled over just like well we can't go inside now. That's uh, amazing. So we just pulled over and went to the gas station, got some food, got back in the car, and was just like let's go, like let's see what happens. Let's keep you know? Oh, I'm yeah. Dead. I'm dead. Yeah. I'm absolutely dead. That is such a pure story. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're gonna play one more game. Okay. Wrap it up. This is the last thing we're gonna do. All right. This is, this is I think my favorite game. It's called Florida Man or Nah. And so okay. somebody, God bless Reddit, somebody <laughs> went out and made a bunch of Harry Potter uh, but Florida Man headlines. Okay. It would be like things that happen in the Wizarding World, but they just put Florida Man in front of it. That's so so we're gonna read you three. <laughs> we're gonna read you three headlines. Okay. One of them is from the Wizarding World. Two of them are actual Florida Man headlines. You're gonna have to pick which one is from the Wizarding World. Got it. Ready? All okay. right. Mary is so, gonna start you off. Here are the first three. Okay. So first one is Florida man tries to evade arrest by cartwheeling away from cops. Yeah. Second one, Florida man loses left buttock. Yeah. Third one, Florida man breaks into jail to hang with friends. Which one is the wizarding world one? I'm going to say the butt. (laughs) It is the butt. Why are you so good at these? This is making me so upset. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? I mean, you must know. Do you know how many <laughs> headlines me and Marianne had to sift through that was like, alligator this, alligator that, alligator this? Like, we really tried so very hard to make this difficult for you. We're very fortunate. I'll I'm be so honest mad. with you. I'm so we mad. have a, uh, our team is just um, professional. They're phenomenal uh, researchers who, who find all this stuff. And uh, the ones that uh, they send us kind of in bulk, but they narrow it down for us to kind of sort through. Um, so unfortunately, we do see a lot of the headlines coming out of Florida, um, <laughs> even if we don't do them. Oh man, that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our second set. Let's see if we can okay. finally trip you up or not. Okay. Uh, Florida man found sitting on family's roof in his underwear. He has no idea how he got there. Florida man <laughs> trapped in unlocked closet for two days. <laughs> And Florida man sentenced to 20 years in jail for plotting to kill a judge. I think they're all Florida man. <laughs> I mean, these, uh, ones, these ones are hard. Okay, but one is from the Wizarding World? Yep. Yes. I, you know what? Um, I'm going to go with the closet. Ladies. <laughs> was it the man on the roof? It was. Wow, Marianne, you yeah, might... yeah, I think it was. Sorry, I can't read. I can't read. Yeah, was it because someone funny. did something to him and made him forget his thing, and then he got up and he went up there? Yeah, exactly. I guess I don't know. It's fake. No, <laughs> but it very much could have happened in Florida. Like, I really want to look into Florida man trapped in unlocked closet for two days. Yeah, like, I mean, no like, what was joke. going on there? What was going on there? <laughs> I mean, honestly, guys, like, if I'm being upfront with you, um, the the mystique around our around our state kind of diminishes when you realize the bulk of the stories are caused by you know alligators or drugs. Meth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So whenever something cool happens, Cameron will delay the you know, the, um, the tell because it's almost always, well, they also, they had, he was doing that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, well, I've got to say, you guys talk about alligators a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm, I'm driving in my car and I'm listening to you guys and you know, Josh, Josh does some wild stuff about animals. And sometimes it's like, I can't help but think like, 
Like, I think that you guys need to have, like, an expert on the show. Like, like he was talking about alligators well, the other day. <laughs> so I was dying laughing, honestly. The yeah. way that he talks about animals, I'm like, he must have some sort of experience. Because <laughs> he puts my zoology degree to shame over here. <laughs> I, will tell you, I, will, I will tell you this. A lot of times, Josh will play the foil to Cameron. So Cameron, he'll do the headlines and... He'll say things, and and, and, and and to a degree, we're all playing characters of ourselves, yeah, but uh, I, I think that um, Cameron kind of has found himself in this role of, of like, hunter-gatherer, like, badass guy, yes. um, and, and he's just the sweetest, most beautiful human being on the planet, and would take care of any animal that he saw, but Cameron will say something along the lines of, you know, he... Um, maybe hunted for squirrels as a child. And then Josh will launch into this tirade about, you know, how he rescued 78 squirrels, you know, like, so, so if Josh says something, it's probably in response to something that Cameron has said, and that's just, they're playing off each other, but you're right, Jenny. Um, yeah. Josh has no, no, uh, uh, no knowledge of, of the sort when it comes to that sort of thing. It's so good though. It makes me laugh. All right. You ready for your last set here? I'm very ready. Oh, I hope you get it wrong again. So Florida man tries to rob a store while wearing a see-through transparent bag on his head. That's, right. That's what's up. Florida man caught acting inappropriately with goats, possibly under the influence. Florida man stabs tourists despite having no arms. <laughs> finished that one. I couldn't. I was laughing at it this afternoon and I'm laughing at it again. I think it's the first one. Florida man tries to rob a store with transparent bag on head. Yeah. You're wrong again. You're wrong. I really uh, thought the goats would be a dead giveaway for you. Yeah, I didn't want to touch it. It felt a bit... Um, felt a little bit uh, uncomfortable. It could go somewhere. Um, <laughs> but but the last one, though, I, I, did, I didn't know. I've, I've heard that one, or one similar at least, where oh, yeah. a man got stabbed, even though the guy had no arms, because I remember arguing with Cameron about it. Uh, do you know, and this is a true story, I will be at lunch... And for some reason, my coworkers really like that I'm from Florida, and they like yeah. to talk about Florida man. They yeah. anytime that anything about meth comes up, they feel like a personal like duty to let me know about it. To be like, hey, <laughs> like somebody in your state was doing meth. Do right, you know them? Right. And I'm just yeah, like, oh, right. that's my uncle. So it's everybody, yeah, yeah. So I feel like one day we were at work. I think I texted you actually. I hit you up on the gram, and we had an intern, bless her, Savannah, and she told me that it's her Savannah. uncle was a florida man really and i was like i was like, oh, so shut the front door it's like excuse me <laughs> I was, so i asked her to tell me the story and she said my uncle she said they don't speak to him anymore uh but he did a lot of meth like a ton of it and he yeah. he robbed a bank and he was successful he did get a bag of money and he got about like half a block away from the bank and i think he just he stopped running i guess tired. and tired. <laughs> it was a lot of work and he had no, you know, no partner, no getaway car. And so he just started walking. They arrested him. He went to jail. His family had to go visit him in jail. Like, I mean, like her uncle was a Florida man. And I was like, I know just the guy. My niece Savannah told me a similar story. That's so crazy. <laughs> huh? No, no. But listen, here's the thing, though. If one thing you'll realize about Florida is these people, they do these extravagant things, crimes, illegal things. Um, for a couple of monies, like just for like a little <laughs> bit of uh, just a little bit of reward. It's yeah. not and much it's just, ever. It's like my dude, like you just ruined your life for a pack of cigarettes, yeah? yeah. Yeah. You know, and I and I could preach about you know um, you know poverty and 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 that kind of stuff, uh, but but in reality, our state, um, I think I think it's so colorful because of the access 
people have to methamphetamines and yeah. and things of that nature. And then when you think about the fact that we have actual dinosaurs yeah. just living with it, and no one cares about that. No one, no. no one, no one bats an eye about it. You know, we you drive by a dinosaur on the lake, and you're just like, oh, cool. You know, it's an alligator. We call it something fancy, but it's a dinosaur. Is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is something that and I this is I mean I'm speaking to professional animal caretakers. That's right. Freaks them out. I went to yeah. the University of Florida. So okay. if anybody has been there. That's right. Uh, what's that building called, Liz? The Rights. It's like Ritz. it's like the center like yeah. uh, the Rights Union. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's like the center of campus. It's like where you catch your bus to go to the grocery store. Like every single bus passes through that station. Yeah. Alligators hanging out like you yeah. know, like right behind you. Like they're just chilling. They're not bothering anybody. Right. It's normal. That's our mascot. Mm-hmm. We're the gators. Yeah. And so I tell this story at work and I swear people look at me like I'm Steve Irwin. Yeah. Like, no. They're like, you were waiting at the at the bus stop. There was an there was an alligator. Oh, you what'd did. you do? And I was like, oh, I left it. I left you it just, alone. You just leave it. I was really? like, hey, there's yeah. a gator. Here am I. And they spirit and there's and in a way their spirit calls to us. And so whenever you're not. Whenever you're not in the water with them, messing with their home. Um, Even if you're you know, in the water with them, Wayne, they're not messing with you. They're just leaving you alone. I took care of 12 American alligators. Come on. When I was working in Florida. Yeah. And they just, they just wanted their peace. When I was at university, um, this uh, fella came from not Florida. And um, there was a lake behind our university. And we would stand up into our ankles, maybe our knees sometimes, in the water. Um, just doing, doing boy stuff. And, and, um, there's an alligator probably 30, 40 feet away. Um, but two feet, three feet, what we call a baby alligator. Um, and, um, he, this is no exaggeration, hand to God, because we refused his call to leave. He was crying and like begging us, like there's an alligator right over there. And we knew that he was stressing out about it, but (laughs) But but for us, it was part of the fun. Like, let's watch the city guy, like, you know, from wherever he's at, uh, uh, you know, like, but but it's funny, like, I mean, Cameron and myself and Josh, um, you know, from our show, we were fortunate to to travel and stuff with music and and, and not not, um, be in our state a lot um, for a good portion of our life. But we love Florida so much. Um, We're passionate about our state and we always stick up for it. And so, but we have been fortunate enough to meet people who aren't from here. And the mystique is real, man. Like, these people mm-hmm. believe like uh, this. This is, and, and a lot of times we'll say stuff like, and they'll they'll say, oh, "Is this legend, or is that really how things are down there?" I mean, no, it's it's real, man. Like it's it's crazy, but it is what it is, you know. Like you kind of get accustomed to. It. It's like growing up in the desert. You know what yeah. I mean? You see a scorpion, you're not gonna freak out about it. It's just you know, it is what it is. You know, it's where that's where that's how you're raised. So yeah, I definitely yeah. Uh, love the people who compare Florida and call us the Australia of the U.S. And I think that's yeah. Pretty oh. accurate. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's everything here is trying to kill you or get you hooked yeah. uh, or make you fall in love. And yeah. honestly, all three of those are dope time, man. Like <laughs> it's a win-win no matter how you look at it. So I don't, I'm not complaining. I, I love it, man. Have you ever watched a movie called Lake Placid? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I feel like people from out of Florida, they look at us and that's what I like feel every, like. Every, like, yeah. Like every, here, I feel like right. that's what they see. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think too, like, I mean, Every state, every area has like that something that you know that myth that outsiders believe. You know what I mean? Like, I I thought that all Canadians drink milk from a bag, um, and that they could just. Are you uh, telling me that's not the case? <laughs> I mean, not all of them, but some of them do. I, I used to think they can go up to a tree in Canada and do a little peel on it, and some and some syrup would come out. 
Are you and also telling me that that's not the case? It's not. <laughs> but that's but that's the thing is that like people who aren't from Canada, they, you know, it's easy to believe those types of things. And and but just Florida, fortunately for us, there's a lot of those things. Yeah. People believe it, and and it's like hurricanes, man. Like people are like, how do you prep for a hurricane? I mean, you, you know, you you uh, yeah, seven days in advance, you know about it. Yeah. Um, you know, you buy some stuff, and if you're if you're able to uh, to evacuate, you evacuate. Otherwise, you just you do you you do what you have to do. Oh, that's even. Know? That's even less in South Florida. In South Florida, we hear a hurricane is coming. It's a party. Yeah. Because you, you yeah. have, I did have a lot of, some of the greatest parties of my life during yeah. a hurricane. Because you're, Wayne, you're well, well aware that like Florida is pretty divided. It's like South Florida and then like there's Florida, Florida. Yeah. Uh-huh. South Florida yeah. is its own beast. It's like its own little country. Yeah. I call, we I refer- call South Florida North Cuba. Like it really it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> because it is. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful culture. I love Miami so much, um, and I, and I think uh, uh, Miami and Orlando are my spots. Um, but I will say this: I think that uh, uh, for the most part, um, it, culturally, we're it's a very diverse state. There's a lot going on um, here, and I think that's been part of the fun of our show is um, honoring our state and and honoring the people in it, and and kind of playing into the lore a little bit, but. Um, the history, the, the further I read into yeah. it, the mm-hmm. more I discover, um, that, you know, that I had no clue even existed. So, yeah. uh, and I'm sure that's that way for other States, but just nowhere near as cool as ours. So, um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. it's one of my favorite things about your podcast is when you guys stumble upon this random historical event and I'm like, this cool thing happened here. What? We had one like, yeah, we had one legitimately that, uh, like seven miles from our studio that's where cool. we work. Um, and we had no, when we, when we found out about it, um, Kaylee, bless her, um, our researcher sent it in and we were looking into it and we actually had an intern drive out like, Hey, can you confirm this for us before we start like even looking into this? And he called us and he was like, bro, like it's real, man. Like this is a real thing. And, and I, you know, I'm amazed by that. I was born and raised seven miles away and it's just a fantastic thing. So that's amazing. Yeah. Well, Thank you, right. Wayne, so much. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. Thank you guys, man. man. You, you've is, made my you've made my day, my year. So this is the life. easiest thing I've ever done. Honestly, like this is just hanging out with friends, talking about something that we love. I mean, I would do this every day. That's our vibe. That's what we love to do. Wayne, that, Wayne did call me. He called me last week. He said, "You know, like, what do I have to do?" And I said, "Wayne, you just have to show up." Yeah. <laughs> he was like, That's "What are the rules?" I was like, "There are no rules, man. This is a lawless land." But you know what? That, that's, that's a testament to you guys and your show. That's why you are successful uh, and you've done as well as you have. And you guys are, are trending in all these different countries. And, and that's a testament to your to your I work texted, ethic. I texted Wayne that we were trending in like a couple of places. But, but, but you know what, though? That's something you guys, I mean, uh, you deserve that, man. And I think it's easier. Maybe it's hard to see from, from the inside because you guys are having fun and you're so genuine. But from the outside, uh, we believe in you and, and we know that you deserve the success that you have. And uh, I think more's coming, and uh, it's just nice for us to to be able to say that we know you and that you're friends, and um, call upon your expertise when we need you. Ugly crying face coming. I was about to say, hey, you're gonna make the pregnant lady cry here. I told y'all he's a great person. I told you. No, but thank you guys for having me, though. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Of All right, course. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with an outro. Are you ready? Yeah. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it in one take. I always I always forget how it goes. Elizabeth has me write it down, but sometimes I forget. I think it's uh, 
I think it's time to follow us on the socials. If you want to follow us on Instagram, find us at at the three broom chicks. You can also follow us on the Twitter at the number three broom chicks. And go like our Facebook page, the three broom chicks. And Wayne, where can they find FMOFM? Well, bless you. Um, From Awesome Podcast, FMOFM Podcast, Instagram and Twitter. Um, And if you just Google Florida Man on Florida Man, we'll pop up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Get that sweet merch. Get that sweet merch. Say hello to us. I'm I'm addicted to talking to people. I love it. It's what I do for a living. (laughs) And as always, we are the Three Broom Chicks. And this was Florida Man.